Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today we talking labels. We talking who we talking Wu-Tang and American Saga season 1 episode 8 labels. We got people getting picked up and people getting let go. So, let's see what happens next. I'm Maria Menounos and you're tuned in to Afterbuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, Wu. What's going on, y'all? How you doing? It's the one, the only, coming through with the mental cuisine. You might have seen me on the act. You might have seen me on the after show for this shy. And now I'm here to talk all things Wu-Tang. I'm your boy, Chef Means. And to my left, you might have seen her on the shy. Even harlots. And maybe even when they see us. But now we see her. And it's Kitty Kaboom. That was pretty good, man. What's good? What's up? How you doing? Yeah. And to her left, you might have seen her on the after show for Black Lightning. And now she's here to strike up a conversation here on Wu-Tang. We have Miss Zori. Yes, I am here. And Black Lightning's actually back on. Oh, so, nice. yes, and I'm back on that panel, too. Oh, nice. Well, we had a lot of things going on this episode from the prelude to the dream, the ventriloquist dummy, if the hat fits. Bobby was all over the place this episode, mm. which I'm a little... Indifferent about it. What do y'all think, Kitty? What are your overall thoughts on this episode? Wick, wick, whack. Wick, 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 wick. Pretty freaking much. I'm sorry, but I thought it was garbage, like pure trash. Basura. <laughs> the whole episode was like so slow, like mad, like it was difficult to watch. It was so slow. Like, are y'all serious? Let's go with this back and forth. They weren't talking about anything. I just didn't, there was no cohesiveness. I didn't enjoy it. I did not enjoy it. I think this episode was pretty flat as well. And it's kind of sad because we were waiting. We were waiting for this moment. I remember Kitty's always like, I want to see them as Wu-Tang. I want to see his journey um, with the record label, with him as really an artist. And I feel like they gave that to us, but it was no real, like... They were just missing some extra seasoning on it. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like a flat, like the soda that I had not too long ago. This episode (laughs) did... (laughs) You know you got to make a food reference. This episode was pretty, like, flatline. And I'm not surprised at how it ended. You know what I mean? As far as them letting go, I just feel like it was rushed more than anything. Like, so much happened in this 50 minutes. Like, you go from all these different cities, and it was like... Oh hey, we're the Avengers. Let's come together. Oh, you know what? We're gonna get into that for it. Let's let's just transition into the first topic. Yes. I like how the episode was at least broken up through different cities. I'm like, okay, with different hats that Bobby had to put on. And the first topic Literally. That, yes, literally. Oh. You like that? Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. The first one we're gonna talk about prelude to a dream. And as we can see, the episode starts, you have ODB and Jizza playing crap. Stacey, uh, what is the armadillo walking yes. by? Like, what's this? Can you see them in? I thought uh, it was a possum. So I thought <laughs> he was wrong. How are you? 
from New York living with roaches and mice. Like, it's a regular thing to have mice in the walls in New York City. Right. Yeah. And you're afraid of an armadillo. They didn't really act scared so much as they were they just laughed. like, what the hell is that? They, they didn't. Look- <laughs> well, I ain't gonna sit there and let some vermin crawl all over me either. Right. But I don't know. They didn't look scared so much as they just was like, yo, I'm so out of my element right, right. now. Right. Like, I, thought it was, I thought it was so funny and to be out of the element, but mm-hmm. in the out of your normal element, but being in the element that you kind of manifested, this is part of their dream as far as being on tour, being these big artists and everything like that. And we see Bobby is in a bed with chicks like they really living up. What do y'all think about this opening scene slash Houston situation that they're in right now? What do you think, Kitty? I mean, I do like the fact that it's, it's, it's almost like a dichotomy where it was so slow moving, but at the same time they did pack so much interesting stuff in there. So I do like that they're still utilizing Bobby as the um, f- front runner, I guess, and he's yeah. kind of leading the story, which makes sense. You know what I mean? The RZA is the man. Um, so that was dope of it. But I just wasn't... No part of this intrigued me. Like, right. I, I, I really wanted to be drawn in. I get it. They had to kind of give us the background on the BS that, that Jizza and all of them had to go through, RZA. But it, I don't know. I, I, it just didn't spark anything. Like, I want to be more enthralled with something. Give me anything. And I just felt like they were like, okay, on to the next. And that's a little bit. And on to the next. And that's a little bit. Like, do something. I liked the opening scene with um, Bobby with the girl. Because this was our second girl that it was we've cute. seen him with yeah. so far. And everyone has kind of had multiple women at this point. Except, mm-hmm. like, Dennis, who has had Cherie in a whole relationship, pretty right. much. So I was like, okay. But then I was wondering, is this, like, a moment where he kind of gets sidetracked? Is there drugs going to come into play like usually those are the things that we see artists especially young artists experience early on in their tour life i also i know i was alive for odb uh, and <laughs> yeah, she was right here for me but i want him to be more than just the drunk me high too. like funny friend yeah i I want more from him even if it's just a little bit of his backstory like we got a little bit of dennis with the kids something we got to see a hint of raekwon's parents i want more from odb than him to just be a drug guy a weed guy and like a little sideline joke no i I agree with that as well because he does always pop in as this don't really know what's going on. Hey, y'all, what's going on? Where the weed at? You know, we out of weed. He he is popping in like that. To speak to what you said about um, RZA, he is in real life what they were saying around that he's like a ladies man. Like that's the music that he was leaning towards. And even with the video at the end, which we're going to speak about, we kind of see like that was like his lead. Like, let me just speak very in a vulgar way, different things like that. But when the real approach thing, we're like, look, this ain't true. This ain't where we come from. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I'm going to wait till we get into that topic. I want to transition into now they're in this soundstage area. Can I talk about the comments real quick? Because yes. they're addressing what we're saying and they're making really good points. King David basically said this episode was dope. So obviously he disagrees. He said it was filled with Easter eggs. And he's absolutely right. A term that's used in entertainment to basically say like things that are not as obvious. Things that are going to reveal themselves later. Little nuggets of information that they just kind of seamlessly put into the plot that you find out about later or that you're supposed to think after and go like, oh, now I get it. So yeah, Levi Ben Yudah. Yudah. I'm sorry. Yudah. Yeah, it is Yudah. Okay, my bad. Because I thought it was anywhere. I liked it. Uh, just the ice. I'm sorry. The just ice scene was my favorite. I mean, I just. 
<laughs> I appreciate the fact that we have a difference of opinion. I honestly do. I'm like, that makes for good conversation. So I'm glad that you guys have an informed, inf- you know, um, opinion. I just couldn't get past the fact that it didn't move very quickly right. and that they seemed to just settle. It just seemed like it was settling. And Bobby was just kind of doing his best to navigate, but just such a fish out of water. Right. And even to speak about the just ice scene, mm-hmm. we see that we were still in Houston. We're in this big arena where I'm guessing Bobby's about to perform and Bobby's not getting his way at all. He's still trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And just ice kind of said like, no, fix the sound. Like I can't hear sound on the left speaker. He's seeing that happen, but he also was approached because of his name, Rakim. And we know when it comes to the five percenters and things they like do that, not play. they don't play. So exactly. Jizz had to kind of swoop in and save him. What did y'all think about this whole interaction with his name, him wanting to seek more knowledge and different things like that? Like, what do you think, Zuri, about like that whole? I feel like, yes, you should know more about a name before you can call yourself that. But also, I was kind of judging the five percent guy, Ice, because it's your job as who you say you are to educate Amen. and not to even approach it with violence. He was threatening him. I'm like, so right. are you like a poser or <laughs> right. like someone needs to come check you because right. you're not being who you say you are. Right. And I didn't appreciate that. That is a very good point. Zuri. I didn't like that either. Like, how do you say, let's all be inclusive. You're a God, black man, know your history and then be like, figure it out or I'm going to beat your ass. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. You're right. He swooped in. He kind of saved the day. And Bobby was like, what I do to that nigga? Like, I love that Bobby is always on the offense. You know what I mean? He he never comes for people. He's not vindictive. He's not really angry very often. He just kind of goes with the flow. And it's a nice, um, I don't want to say reprieve, but it's nice to see. Because so many of the group members are so damn mad all the time. Y'all know who I'm talking about. So it feels good to have him just be like, you know what? I'm out here in front. I'm going to lead the way in a positive way element so that it won't be so combative no absolutely and we saw bobby d get upset when they messed up his name which makes sense like you're supposed to be my manager i'm supposed this supposed to be my label right why did y'all mess up my name on these shirts like do y'all not know who i am but you this is the the prelude so you see he keeps getting passed oh no we got you though like don't don't trip bro right right right. we we got he kind of keeps getting his he gives railroaded. Yeah. At the end of the day, like they have the nerve to drop them, and all the mistakes that were made were because of them. I mean, that's the business that we're in, right? Like we signed up for that. We know that we are simply talent, and unfortunately, that can often equate to puppets. They want us to do this in order to make them money. Eventually, we'll get ours, but we get a small percentage of what they create. So, though they love what we do and they love our talents and skills, it's always a matter of packaging and how can we promote this. And so, when they drop the ball, the first thing they going to do is minimize it and make it seem like it's really your fault. We dropping you, bro. It didn't do well. Well, I guess it didn't. Nigga. You ain't do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. Right. As for any of this, y'all got me out here singing and dancing like like you said, the WB fraud. Come on, right, yo. Right, you right. look like a clown up there on stage. Right. It's disrespectful. No, it's, it's very disrespectful and how they were just u- using his talent during Houston. You know what I mean? Like, it was very evident that he was just an object in that moment, but it didn't really hit him yet, which we're going to talk about how it hit him. But before we talk about that, Kitty, can you tell us how the fans can hit us on a lot of different levels? I sure can. First thing I can do is tell you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are so appreciated. If we if we did not have you, there would be no us. And we mean that quite literally. It's because of you that we thrive. Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. Obviously, these conversations mean everything to us. Please give us five-star rating. If you're watching, if you're listening, podcasts, iTunes, 
however you learn, I mean, you're um, interacting with us, please give us a thumbs up. Let us know you're out there and that you loving what you're hearing because we're giving you our best. Thank yes, you. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking about giving us, giving them our best, Kitty, one thing that you do best is read things and you speak very eloquently. Thank our you. Next topic when is, I choose. Right. Our next topic is called the ventriloquist uh-huh. dummy. And not that I don't know, but in case any fans don't know what a ventriloquist is or ventriloquism, could you let us know? Ventriloquism is the act of a ventriloquist who is the, or it is, I'm sorry, the art of practice, the art, I can read, I swear, the art or practice of speaking with little or no lip movement in such a manner (laughs) that the voice does not appear to come from the speaker, but from another source, as from a wooden dummy. Right, so the people who have the wooden dummies are like, hey, what's going on? You know how it goes. Yeah. So um, during the show, this was a segment that they named the Ventriloquist Dummy, which they were in New Orleans at this point. Mm-hmm. They're in the radio station. Naughty by Nature is there. It's a lot going on. What, Zuri, what did you think about this whole scene, how everything kind of played out? Because they were only in New Orleans for a little bit, but what did you think about this whole overall I show? really wanted Bobby to just flip out. Uh, I would have preferred that he was just like, I'm going to just take pictures or something because I don't want a signed sticker. Uh, I want, or I could take a signed album and even though I came for like a shirt, but I wanted Bobby to really flip out because this is like the second time that they've done this and the guy is just like, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. He's a horrible manager. Yeah, he was a horrible manager and I feel like that's kind of what we've seen. Now we've watched the Jackson Fives and all of this stuff, so we know mm-hmm. how this goes. But I really wanted Bobby to lose his cool, and I really mm. want somebody to get mad. But he, I feel like when people are trying to run you over, you have to let them know who you are. And I yeah. was ready for Bobby to really like set him straight. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought it, I think it's long overdue too. I do like the fact, as I stated earlier, that he is the calm. You know what I mean? Everybody kind of goes to him and acts a fool around him, but he always seems to be, you know, the calm in the middle of the storm. But you're right. Enough is enough. Like, how much am I supposed to take? How about when the auntie came in, though? Oh, oh yeah. When, in North Carolina, when it was in Greensboro. Why did they don't like her so much? What yeah. She beat him, remember? Oh, yeah. So with, with all she... the flashbacks, we saw that oh, Bobby was back there. Divine. Yeah, yes, Divine getting beat. Divine came and took over for him, like beat little boys to take care of, you know, to to, to protect his little brother. Mm, yeah, and I love how she her. just showed up talking to some Bobby. Oh, I'm sorry, Prince Rocky. If you don't sit your arms that's what down I'm, That's somewhere. what I wanted to talk about. We've How many times have we seen that in movie shows? Yes. Those family members who pop up out of nowhere, who didn't believe in you at the beginning, they thought you were crazy. Oh, well, who this person think they is? Mm-hmm. Then when they see you reaping the benefits of your gift and your purpose is kind of like oh that's my favorite nephew exactly look at my favorite son she was so whack even she the was, white boy came behind and was yeah. just like he was already on the records like, yeah he was like I'm not coming over here I you didn't remember want your cousins he was like right <laughs> he kind of did him that like I'm not oh you know them no actually I don't and I don't want to know you but he agreed to give her tickets anyway like I just he's a really good guy in spite of the fact that everybody around him always seems like they're scheming and trying to get to the next step or utilizing him to take the next step right. even when he was out there putting in work right. they was all surrounding yeah. him you know what I mean trying to make sure that he somehow 
navigated them through the, the chaos because he's always the level head. He's always the guy that's he's like really good at focusing on his goals. He like, yeah. he. This is it's the goal, and everything else is noise. I yeah, feel. yeah. No, absolutely. And I, what I really liked about when they were in North Carolina, they walked up, they saw the people outside. Mm-hmm. This was the first time he's ever experienced that. Like these people are outside waiting for me. Like I'm very, I'm I'm at peace with my heart. I'm mm-hmm. doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing. Then his manager tells him we can't put this record out because the rec- the song wasn't cleared or sample wasn't cleared. And you could tell, little by little, he's being like crushed on the inside. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing everything that y'all are telling me to do. Like I'm doing my part. Why aren't y'all doing your part? And y'all still got these shirts messed up for the second time. Yeah, he did lose it a little bit on that. You, one. you can start to see he started to yeah. crack a little Just bit. Just a little and, bit. And, Poke his head into this new industry, which he thought he knew about. He mm-hmm. thought he had a strong hand on, but clearly he didn't. And right. that happens with a lot of artists from the different interviews and things that I see on TV. Because it's equivalent to me personally, like the hoop dreams. Like, okay, I'm going to be in the NBA one day. Right. I'm going to be in the NFL. So when you plan on being an artist and you plan on joining this industry, you don't know how savage and malicious it can be once you get an inside. Like, you're Not literally in the beginning. Object. You have no idea. Like, you're just so excited that they decided you were the next face of them. Right. You know what I mean? Just to be brought onto that platform for a lot of artists is just so exciting. I mean, I remember back in the day when videos was all the rage. Like, all the girls in my neighborhood was like, that's going to be me. I'm being the... Like, that's what they aspire right. to to be a video vixen was like the thing and I just kept thinking like it really well, it's, like, it's, that's it's still, okay. it's still. Yeah. I mean yeah it was good money <laughs> but at the same time it was I don't know the exposure wasn't you know what I mean it, it, I'm not no judgment it wasn't it, last, long lasting it wasn't long lasting at all we'll say that because I was going somewhere else with it but I think that's a very good point <laughs> and really quickly Levi Ben Yuda I hope I'm yeah, saying yeah, that we were right. talking about in the chat they yeah, about. there was a glimpse of uh, Bobby standing on the square with the engineer in the studio session. Very good point. At the very end, he was like, no, I want it all the way up. I know how to do this. This is what I'm asking you to do. That was decent. But he still said it in a very diplomatic way. He's just a cool dude. And then Cartez Parker said, if he lost, it's cool. You don't get woo. He brought all, well, he said brung. Not a word, brother, but that's cool. All attitudes together. He's seen the bigger picture. And he mm. did. No, he, absolutely. Yeah, just as you say, he stays on his square. He stays focused. He allows everything else to be noise. And he doesn't allow these things to infiltrate how about the fight though on the on the uh set was that the corniest yes oh yeah oh yeah i know you love that scene no (laughs) i thought of you when i was like oh kitty's gonna be he's so mad mad all the damn time like where is sheree and the guy said props right no And, and I thought that was mad funny because, you know, we're out here. We're on different sets. We know how props and everything like yes. go. So that was just very funny. Me that too. was hilarious. <laughs> he literally just walked up and tried to swipe that joint. They was like, ah, nigga, what is you doing? Right, right. So <laughs> so let's transition into that, like the last topic, which is if the hat fits. Mm. And now they go from Houston, from Houston to New Orleans to North Carolina. Now they're back in New York. And being in New York, we know this is the hometown. So now Rod gets to pull up. Divine hops out the limo. Oh, I see you, brother. Like, now he's starting to see his brother's vision. Mm-hmm. So I, if anything I liked about the episode was Divine kind of checking out his brother like, yo, bro, you're doing what you're saying you're going to do. You do. You're doing what you said exactly. you were going to do. So I really like that. But a whole lot of things happened in this last scene, which I feel like was very eye-opening to Bobby. So let's, go, let's get into it. Kitty, what did you think about this whole... New York situation if the hat fits in this new arena where he's about to get shoot this video that he was basically bribed to like to mitigate how he was feeling before. Oh yeah, well you know a video's coming. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty sad. You know what I mean? It speaks volumes to artists out here trying to create their craft. And it just goes to stand. I mean, it stands to reason that this is happening over and over and over again. And, you know, in 2020 is so dope. Social media, you know, can be a blessing and a curse. And the blessing part of it is that you can promote yourself the way you want to be seen. Nobody else has a hand in it. And if the the public loves you, you can kill it and take it somewhere else. What's sad about that in the other flip is oftentimes once you sign on the dotted line or you agree to be a part of this, all of a sudden this big monster of a conglomerate company (laughs) decides how you're supposed to be packaged. Like I could have sworn I got 20 million views or 20 million followers or whatever because of what I created to begin with. So it, it saddened me. I thought it was horrible that they dragged this man and put him in a clown. So he looked like a clown, yo. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't get that at all. It was just ridiculous. Jiminy Cricket. Yes. W. And he just Frog. up there in the lights like, I mean, can you, who, like, the rap itself, I wanted to see him perform in that little get up though because oh, I was yeah. like, it, it wouldn't even translate. Like, it would just look so juxtaposition. Like what do you what top the dude in You know what I mean? What was he about to do? That would have been crazy. If he started this like the WB frog, I would have started dying. But you rhyming at the same time, like who why who would think this is dope? And then the white girl, what do I know about it? I'm a white girl. I had an integral part. Please, somebody sit Becky down. Right, I, right, right. I, I just can't take it. They're always injecting themselves in places that they feel like they somehow belong. Homeboy Tom is obviously the CEO. He created this business. Tommy Boy's a big deal, and he focuses on hip hop. I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm not mad at the Rick um, Rubens of the world. I'm just saying, know your stuff. If you're right. going to do the damn thing, be a Rick Rubin. You know what I mean? Really know music and know hip hop from the jump to right. be able to get in there and say this, that, and the third. Not, yeah, I somehow had a hand in the you you didn't spearhead nothing right you know what i mean you didn't make anybody a bigger star let's be clear right so i didn't like the fact that everybody was grabbing that man's arm just basically saying now i'm gonna tell you what to do you're gonna agree with it don't object it'll be fine go and then only to come back and be like check this out everything we said to do we're gonna put that on you and it didn't work out but it was cute bye Right. Like, who does that? Now, it, it was it was definitely very sad. Zuri, I have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about Bobby's interaction with Ra and Bobby's interaction with Dennis? Let's start with, like, Ra, when, when Ra pulled up surprisingly, unexpectedly. I really like that because I we've been hoping that he would come around. Right. I wish that we would have had, like, a glimpse of him, like, laying in his bed, calling Bobby, Bobby not answering, or him, like, seeing somebody on the stream like oh i seen bobby leaving on a plane or something like i would have liked to see like the back thought of him wanting to be a part of wu-tang because we see him later in the studio i'm like well what when did you decide to be around right, when did, you, right. When, when did your heart just happen. when did your heart just flip upside down right. but that's the producers and the writers fault you know what i mean there probably yeah. was some type of but just like you said you wanted to see it how did that come together what was the segue that made that happen right, right. that's all i kept asking the whole show it was like where's meth when is this actually going to be a group? How does this come? I just, I'm ready. I'm ready for them to actually yeah. embark on their next journey. No, absolutely. Yeah, but I think the interaction with Dennis was an angry interaction per usual. Yeah. And I'm not even really sure what it was rooted in. Like, had he, would he have had that 
reaction if Ra wasn't there? And if not, what would he have said? Like, mm. you would have just been a part of the video. Would you have added something to this argument of you look like a clown? What are you doing? This is not the Bobby I know. Right. So that was a little bit, like, confusing for me. Well, it wasn't confusing. It was very clear. I wish I would have been gone differently, though, because... He, he, I feel like he had more to offer in that moment to move the storyline forward or even to draw the point more home that you, this is not who you are and you're being a sellout right, right. now and they're making a puppet out of you. Right, because they kind of made it seem like he became combative because he saw Ra. And right. it's like, if it wasn't for Ra, like you said, would you have still gave your boy that advice? Like, yo, bro, you selling out X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But we just seen the same angry Dennis. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Look, I got a gun. I'm out here in these streets, bro. I got to put food on the... If you'd follow behind me like I asked you to, like I told you you're worth it, you can do this, and believe a little bit in yourself and stop falling back on only what you know and stop letting fear stop you from getting onto big and better things. I'm clearly feeding my family. So if you would have jumped on this ticket, that could have been very well been both of our realities. Yeah. I would have even liked him to be like, hey, bro, how Sheree? Like, and I would have at least liked that. But even to draw back to like, what was that? Like the first he was episode? Just, he was just, honestly, in this moment, he was too extra for me. Yeah. And Way too extra. Like, really, like, you just gonna pull out your like what? Like, Even for on. the writers to have pulled from what was that episode one of them shooting at each mm-hmm. other? Mm-hmm. Like I like this is a really far stretch for us to be on episode eight. Like come on guys, yeah. we have moved. No, that was episode. So. Yeah, that was episode one. Right. That's, is like, that what you said? Yeah, that's sorry. what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. I'm like. We you could have pulled from so many other places. Even if the point was to make Dennis be an angry person, he could have been angry about anything else. But he's angry right now over episode one or episode eight. Cause he, cause like he's that. he's been around. I feel like he's been around, Rod. Like at at, at the funeral at um, homeboy's like they like Rod. You've seen Rod in Jocelyn. between here, yeah. Jason's funeral, so it's kind of like, uh, so you're this angry, like seeing he him. Stay mad though. He don't close. really need anything. He's just a lit firecracker ready to blow at any and you got time. this park hill do, 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 do. I'm like yo dog let me just I'm sorry I gotta say this because Homer Wright the third makes a very good point it's a slow burn I actually like the slow pacing because there's so much history to cover you make a very good point I'm very impatient Please forgive me. I just really want to get to the good stuff. You know what I mean? Not that any of this is bad. I love the pacing in terms of giving the backstories. I like the the um, flashbacks. I think that's an important element, fleshing out the characters. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of them don't get their due. Like, ODB was diagnosed later in life, as I shared with you guys when I did a hoodoo woo um, with schizophrenia, with bipolar. Those are really hard mental issues to deal with growing up. So, I get it. You know what I mean? But I yeah. would still not like to paint him as the crazy one that just did drugs. That man was very talented. Right, very like, talented. can we get into that a little bit, please? Yeah. No, no, and I, and I and I see that. I definitely see that happening. Like them, they they have to get more to ODB because he's one of the pioneers of Wu Tang. Exactly. And we're talking about like the he main wasn't ones. even in when they was doing the interview. Why wasn't he involved in that? Because uh, he didn't have a single. Yeah. I answered my question. Never mind. Okay. So let's transition to the last scene. They're in this state-of-the-art studio. Everyone's in there. Like I said earlier, like the Avengers. Who we have? Jizza, Rizza, um, Inspector Deck, and Ra. Mm-hmm. They're all in there rapping and stuff. You can see Rizza like, nah, turn turn this all the way up because I need that gritty feel, which I really like that. that, that where, where, where am I looking for? That line. Yeah, it does. Very simple. <laughs> I really like that line because it told you how everything was calculated when it came to Wu-Tang. Like, the yellow tapes, the, the the static. Like, I want you to feel like you in our neighborhood. Exactly. You know. So, how did y'all feel about this overall, like, scene? 
I mean, I thought I saw it what was, you're kidding. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to jump in front. Um, I did enjoy it more so than the other ones, just because I always appreciate when they're in their element of creating, right? right. Like that's when it's the most rickety, rickety raw because they know their craft so well that they just kind of fall into it and they've been friends for so long they know each other they can kind of you know pick and choose when to interject and when to you know fall back and write rhymes or whatever or go up to the engineer and be like I know exactly what I want you listen to me I'm the artist I'm the one rapping so yeah I, I really enjoy that because so Bobby has else. been produ- Bobby for has been producing for a long time so it's not like he don't, doesn't know what he's exactly. talking about exactly. but we can see what he signed up for isn't what he really thought he was signing up for mm-hmm. what do you think Zuri about this last episode uh, I liked it that part I've talked about how I would have liked more on Raekwon but it's fine. I think <laughs> this is where we finally hear them call themselves Wu Tang, and it's um, sword style, coming right. like mm-hmm. sword style. So those of you ninety four and below, if you were ever confused, that, that <laughs> that's why. And um, yeah, I feel like that's when we first. It's one of our first real time see them all come together outside of Method Man. We saw a glimpse of it with Method Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and Bobby taking control. Like we, I've clearly been wanting him to since like the first leg of the tour. Yeah, right. And you can see everyone's getting excited in there too. So I really enjoyed how they all were looking at each other. Like, yo, we really about to do this. Then the manager comes in and and cuts the cord. He cuts the cord, but a, a necessary cord because this was already an arena where Bobby wasn't feeling. He did yeah, a favor. Exactly. Yeah. He really did him a favor. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, listen, we 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 see your talent. We know you got it, but you're not gonna make it with us. And he's and he should. I mean, obviously, it's gonna take a minute for him to come to that realization as well. But it'll be a good look in in, in moving forward. He got because because y'all y'all the reason why I'm not like y'all the ones yeah, switched exactly. to everything that I my ideas. What about Tretch though? That was cute. How they had Naughty come in for a hot second. Well, it oh, wasn't yeah. even all of Naughty. They just highlighted Tretch, which right. I thought was interesting. The other two members are still important. You know, Jersey, you feel me? Right, Jersey, Jersey had like, to show oh, Brick City. Jersey, <laughs> they had to show up and do their thing. That was nice. I like that. Nick, because I did hear that he used to walk around with a machete as well. So I thought like that He's was very calculated how they had everything. <laughs> Tretch you know? really is a nut job. What's the, what's the group chat saying before we uh, uh, close it out? So Homer says... ODB or Asan Unique. Thank you for that. His name was full of meaning, just like Rakim. He was just as deep as genius, but sort of held it back. Exactly. That we completely concur. That, and I just feel like I'm looking forward to seeing them flesh him out a little bit more, yeah. give him his due. You know what I mean? Because he just comes, every time he shows up, he's just like a little laughing, goofy clown. It's like, okay, he brought so much to the group. And as you said, was one of the founding members. Like, don't do him dirty like that. Right. Don't, don't make it seem like he's no like more. this airhead, this, oh, what's going on, y'all? Yeah, oh, he's man. the punchline. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely a talented man. And yes, he did get very high, obviously. And yes, he has some mental um, illnesses. But none of that is relevant to his talent and his skill. There's no way he would have been able to make that kind of name for himself had he not brought the ruckus. So I don't, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do that. Yeah, and you know what I'm looking forward to seeing? And listening to some hmm. news and gossip from Zuri. Zuri, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> yes, news and gossip. Hey, guys, so as you know, Aston Sanders plays Bobby, and his price just went up. He is in talks mm. with Warner Brothers and Ryan Coogler to play in a new film called Jesus Was My Homeboy. Mm. So that is actually a Black Panther biopic, and it will talk about the rise and the demise of Black Panther from the friend Hampton. Well, from the... FBI's informant on Fred Hampton. Ooh. So they're eyes from the snitch. And Bobby, 
That's going to be gonna crazy. Be great. And so Bobby is looking to play uh, Larry Robertson. Um, so he's a good person for Bobby to play. So it's going to be Daniel Kaluuya, um, Lakeith Stanfield, which are two big names. So right. for Ashton to join this cast, it's obviously going to be a great show, or a great movie rather. And it's backed by Warner Brothers and Ryan Coogler. I had the opportunity to learn about Black Panther and to like read a book by Tennessee Coates, who's like the number yes, one bestseller right now. Right now with his, what is it called? Water? Um, no. Water Dancer. The Water yeah, Dancer. Yeah, the Water are, Dancer. Right, I so, gotta get I'm about that to read that tomorrow. I Tennessee Coates' um, Beautiful Struggle and his dad is actually a part of the Black Panther so I got yeah. to see a little bit about that and I learned about Pro from school. Okay. So, right. And so now to see this brought to life by a big studio and a big director with, e- with a big cast is amazing and I think it's going to be a great movie. No, absolutely. Netflix actually had a Black Panther doc- documentary that I watched a couple years ago where it introduced me to Fred Hampton, COINTELPRO, and everything that was going on back then with the demise and how they dismantled the Black Panther. So I'm very excited to see that as movie. Like, I'm like, wow, Like this is really coming to the forefront as yes. far as how a lot of these black empowerment movements were taken out by the government you know what I mean and I think even right now is a good time like we have so many black organizations that want to help in the community with the many issues that we have in the world but hopefully that'll give them some foresight of what stopped one of the biggest organizations from really truly like living out their goal all the way like what was it so hopefully you guys are taking out (laughs) (laughs) real simple yeah but yeah I'm I'm sure it's more complicated than that there's like some drug use sometimes definitely Um, they were living in tight quarters, so I think sometimes it's only a matter of time before you put 20 people in a 4x4 four four that it gets crazy. Yeah, right. and, and Fred things. Hampton, unfortunately, was, you know, beating women. and Well, that was the accusation, allegedly. There was some impropriety on his part, too, so that doesn't help with the organization because yes. you can't be out there in the front lines talking about, I love my black women, my queens, and then behind closed doors, you whipping asses. That ain't cute. Right. <laughs> so, so, yes. Well, thank you for that, Zuri. Yeah. And now it's a different segment. Not who is who. Who is woo? Kitty? Word up. So this week on Who is Woo, I'm talking about Raekwon, baby. I was not made aware of this. This happened a while ago, but y'all. Back in 2017, to be exact, in April, um, what happened was Raekwon had a new album. He had just put out his seventh or eighth eighth studio album called The Wild and he created a track called Marvin which was an ode to Marvin Gaye I don't know if you know mm. Marvin Gaye was an amazing icon in the um, uh, R&B world and he passed away very untimely death his father actually killed him a day before his birthday yeah pretty crazy um, but the point is that they made this great song together and CeeLo of all people sang the song and then Raekwon got on there and killed it you already know and put mad bars so I just wanted to celebrate that I think it's really dope I was not familiar with the single but I I mean I listened to it it's killer of course it's on Spotify once I heard the beat his name kept coming to me Raekwon says in a press statement explaining the inspiration behind the song produced by Frank G the beat reminded me of him and it transported me back to that time it was his life flashed before me and the words just kept spilling out organically so that's pretty cool that they were able to come together like that they definitely are different genres I love that that kind of mashup yeah. that whole like Lil Nas you know what I mean with Billy Gray Cyrus that kind of well he's country too but y'all know what I mean I appreciate it when artists are able to see music for what it is right. and not you know make it about only their particular slice of it and so yeah it's a pretty dope song y'all should check it out I'm definitely going to check it out <clears throat> it's, I like how they put the video to at the end of the credits 
with um Jizza and what is it? We love you, uh, Rocking. Yeah, we love you, Rocking. I that like how cute. they posted the uh, the actual video because that showed the fans and all the other watchers. They know this was a real thing. You can go on YouTube and check it out right now. That's right. And it was just very like nostalgic. Did y'all pay attention to that? Did y'all see that? Yeah, no, I love that part. I watched it. I liked it. It turned out a lot better than I thought it would based off what we were seeing and right. how things went on set. I would like to know if the interaction between Dennis and Raekwon really happened. Now that we know the video actually happened, mm-hmm. right. so I'm like, oh, what really happened on set? Or, or even if the whole shooting and everything, if all of that really happened too, do you really think all that really happened? I do. I, I think d- it probably and that wasn't like a hundred percent actual or factual. I think you know for TV they probably had to embellish a little bit, but I think the actual incident happened. Yeah, I, be- I totally believe he was expecting to wear like a camo jacket, and they put him in a three piece suit or oh, two yeah. piece suit. So, yeah, but I like the video. I think it t- ended up well. I can't tell that he hated it. Right. <laughs> I got a question for you guys. So, Solar Heat 24 has given us a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Do we uh, share it? Mm, let's do it. Uh-oh. A spoiler alert let's get, as far let's, as... Let's vote. I mean, unless he's a writer, is it... No, he's not a writer. He just knows what happens in the woo. But at the end of the day, oh. it's Googleable. Right. Like, you could, anybody could find it, right? Yeah. yeah. So... Chef is like, no, thank you. I say no. That's my vote. I do. Just because... It's not Spoiler news. Alert. Okay, that's one. That's one. Two, <laughs> and two to our one. Producer. Two to one. Three to one. Three to one. All right. So solar. Sorry, y'all. If you don't want to see us, so I would never say that. Solar Heat twenty four says they might dig deeper into the other members in season two. Also, Bobby went to Ohio with his family got arrested for drugs and had to go to trial. He beat the case, went back to New York and formed Wu. Oh, no. I, I, no. I have no idea. No, I, I saw Same. that in a documentary, uh, Men's of Michael or whatever, that was right. on Showtime. I know that information um, as well. So I do see how the writers are switching some things around. Mm-hmm. But that could have just been a longer storyline that they didn't want to, you know, actually put in. Or it's probably going to come soccer. to pass. Yeah, yeah you know my, what I mean? We yeah. got we got so much stuff that they left out. Right. I was asking so many questions at the end of this. Like, are y'all going to wrap this up at any... I just want to know, like, when did he change his name from Rakim to Riza? I know. I have no patience. It's all good. It's coming. Yeah, I know a lot of that is coming because I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to transition from this last episode into these last other episodes from ending the season because mm-hmm. only two more episodes left with season one. I don't see one. them tying up all the loose strings in two so, episodes. Do you? Are they approved for like to do a That's what I like. Are I they, was thinking did that they too. get picked up for a second season? Jono say? <laughs> a Jono say? I literally was just talking <laughs> to my mother of all people about it and she's like well that, she gave me like this opinion. I'm like okay mom. She don't know what a season what a Wu-Tang <laughs> anyway okay. Yeah that that's definitely crazy but we want to say thank you. Thank you y'all for coming out today and just seeing us and listening to yes. us talk about an American saga Wu-Tang where can they find you Miss Boom <laughs> Kitty Kaboom okay. my name is Kitty Kaboom you can find me on IG at that K-I-T-T-I-E-K-A-B-O-O-M on Instagram I am Kitty I said that Kaboom sorry Facebook Kitty Kali and on uh, the other one Twitter Kitty Meow you can find me at Zuri Shalice, Z-U-R-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-C-E on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can find me at Chef underscore Beans with a Z on all social media platforms. Thanks for coming out, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. Bye! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. 
Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 